Beer with Buffy is a retro analytical love roast of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. If you'd like to support our show financially, you can find us on patreon.com slash beerwithbuffy. Don't forget to review us on iTunes if you like what you hear. I was told you were coming. The big bad is back. This time... I'm not sure I'm getting the clearance to come into the initiative. I've been thinking about the world. Jeez. Like vampires. Take a stand and take a night. Fucking fantastic. I love that sound. Uh, the ice cream bar is this one. Welcome to Beer with Buffy. I'm Josh. I'm Rex. And today on Beer with Buffy, we are going to be reviewing Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 4, Episode 19, entitled New Moon Rising. Yes, we are that fucking far along in this season. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> oh my, how the time flies. Oh, All yeah. right, everybody, welcome to Plague, Inc., the LARP. <laughs> the LARP. Where we use real viruses. <laughs> and we act everything out with real high stakes, like school closings and overstocking toilet paper. <laughs> oh, God. And dude. we pretend it's not actually happening because it isn't and everything's fine. <laughs> so for the fans who do not know, I work in a senior housing community <laughs> and we are running that fucking place like it is on lockdown quarantine. Like we're using our fucking foyer entryway like a goddamn airlock. Well, you should be. You're housing <laughs> the most feeble people in America. Like yeah. the main thing that this virus targets. And that's terrifying. It is, it is fucking nuts. The extent that we are changing everything. Simultaneously, both the best and worst thing about this situation where all of my fucking friends are getting all this free time off. I'm essential personnel. I'm security. Therefore, I always have to work. Ha! Well, hey, that's job security for you, at least, which is a lot more than a lot of people can fucking say right now. Good friend of mine drives a school bus. You know what's happening to him? I do. But why don't you tell everybody anyway? <laughs> Three weeks off of surprise vacation, and he's still getting paid. Yeah, so I just get to stare at my long, long resume of poor career decisions. And so they're closing down. The first thing that went was theaters. The second thing that went was schools. Guess where I work, everybody? Three different school auditoriums. In all the schools and theaters. <laughs> yeah so i get three weeks of surprise vacation too without pay yeah because i'm very much hourly and not salaried or full-time at all which means i get to play red dead redemption <laughs> fuck you are <laughs> i just i couldn't justify the time that i was gonna have to sink into that game but now i can yeah you got I, nothing but time. I can't even take my Network Plus exam because the <laughs> college I was going to take it at is closed for three weeks. A good friend of mine is in grad school and all her classes turn to online classes. And I'm not sure how this is supposed to work for her considering uh, she has like lab work to do. Right? <laughs> There's got to be a fuck ton of classes where that just doesn't work. I'm thinking oh, yeah. like acting classes what do they do just 
<laughs> memorize a scene. I do know somebody who is taking a online culinary course. Huh. Think about how that one works. Hope they have a kitchen. I mean, yeah, obviously he has a kitchen, but like he has to fucking record himself making food. <laughs> oh my god how can they even ask that of people and just because everybody probably has a cell phone doesn't mean everybody definitely has a cell phone right that's fucked up i hate it, that it, it's it's fucking nuts everything is fucking nuts or internet for that matter that's one of the biggest issues with closing down all the schools right my friend who has a phd program she didn't have internet at her fucking apartment till this week yeah, because she didn't fucking need it. She was not at home very often. And when she was at home, she had to be working on her shit for grad school. So she didn't want Internet to be distracting. Yeah. Bad enough. She had a fucking cell phone. Just to clarify, everybody, today's date is March 13th, 2020. And the global pandemic of the coronavirus just hit Michigan in full force today. A few days ago, they had closed all of the colleges, all the public colleges. And this morning, they announced that they were closing all K-12s and theaters. And just everybody panicked all at the same oh, time God, yeah. and ran to the grocery stores to buy toilet paper and water. Yeah. Fucking why toilet paper? Like, I could understand that if diarrhea was a symptom. What pisses me off the most <laughs> is that everybody's circular logic about, oh, we have to run to the store and buy all this shit is based on being worried that everyone else is going to run to the store and buy all this shit and hoard yeah. it. So they're hoarding it. And it's just, it's only not available because <laughs> you're hoarding it, stupid. Yeah. Stop fucking hoarding shit. You're making it worse. God, I, but we can both steal toilet paper from work, so we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't need to because I happened to buy some a little over a week ago, apparently. Uh, yeah, I mean, we have enough to last us probably a couple of weeks at home, so hopefully people have their heads out of their asses by then. Right. Anyway, change of subject. We got a mug. We have the Buffy <laughs> mug that was brought up two episodes ago from one of our callers who didn't give us their name, and that's fine. But yeah, while I open the mug and record opening the mug, Josh is going to give a play-by-play, -play, and then the video that I'm currently making, we will post on Twitter. Yeah, I kind of wish we'd set up to do this live, but we're half-assing the hell out of this. All right, so Rex is sitting down. He's got his phone pointed at the box. We haven't even taken it out of the box yet. Well, he did earlier to make sure it wasn't broken, but I have not seen this mug in person at all yet, but he's opening the box. My God, I am a Twitter with anticipation. <laughs> Quick, somebody rub my nipples. Edgar, you got this? Nobody? Ah, uh, <gasps> leaving me hanging every time. There it is. It's a Buffy the Vampire Slayer mug, and I don't know why we're doing this. We're not. We're not pushing this. We're not selling this. This is not our merchandise. This is some random Amazon stuff that you can buy Buffy gear. Yeah. And we just thought it was a fun idea because one of our callers mentioned it. And this is a heat-sensitive mug, everybody. So we're going to pour some hot liquid into this mug. And supposedly, a very broody, soulful vampire will show up directly behind Sarah Michelle Gellar. Somebody told me that she prefers her last name pronounced Gellar. And I kind of wanted to smack them because it sounded really pretentious. But Rex is getting hot liquids. 
I wanted to throw some coffee in there, but I really don't need any more caffeine this late at night. I'm going to be up all fucking night as it is because I had caffeine way too late in the day and I slept way too late in the day. Anyway, Rex is turning the mug towards me. I see Sarah Michelle Gellar's face. He's pouring the liquid. It's happening. This is really happening, you guys. Oh my God. It's a heat sensitive mug. I'm not seeing anything changing yet. I'm not being haunted by David Boreanaz's. Oh God. Oh, it's happening. Here's, I'm seeing something. It's changing. Did you put enough in? Pour more in. Oh, we have a nose. We have a, we have a chin, a mouth, a nose, eyes. Oh, he looks like he's about to bite her. Don't do it. Don't do it, Angel, but I have to. I'm so broody, Josh King. Can't you see how broody I am? Is she like looking in a mirror? Is that why he can't? Is that why he's popping up behind her like that? Because, I mean, that's the only reason I can think of that he wouldn't show up otherwise is, you know, he's he has no reflection. I guess it's a play on the having no reflection. <laughs> Do we have some tea or something? I feel like we need some tea. We have beer. All right. Okay. So this, is, this isn't tea with Buffy. No. Josh. All right. I'm going to need you to, to simmer down now. Okay, buddy? <laughs> all righty. Anyway, we have a fucking podcast to do. Weird. Yeah. Since when? Well, publicly since October of 2018. I'm going to need somebody to refresh my memory. <laughs> How about your mother? <laughs> Her memory's terrible, Rex. <laughs> why would why would she be able to Joshua? You know you've been doing a podcast for the last 2 years, right? I mean, I only learned about it maybe a couple of months ago when your brother brought it up at Christmas, but <laughs> yeah, he's a dick like that, but <sighs> I guess you're right. What are you doing, Joshua? <laughs> Why is your memory so feeble? Well, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I don't even know what that means, Joshua, but I feel like it was an attack on me. <laughs> well, it was. I knew it. You still haven't told me what you're doing, Joshua. What are you doing, Joshua? Well, I I haven't been traveling the world trading records and musical instruments for car repairs and meditation training, if that's what you're asking, which is weirdly specific. And why would you ask me that, Mom? That was actually exactly what I was asking. You're very intuitive, Joshua. I'm also not <laughs> cultivating any homosexual relationships, so why don't you just back off, lady? <laughs> Are you sure, Joshua? I wouldn't disown you. I'd just act super awkward around you for the rest of your life. Wait, <laughs> more than usual? Oh, way more than usual, Joshua. Well, it's a good thing I'm not then. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, Joshua. I'm not. That's actually accurate, though, it, as to how is. I think she would respond. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Rex. <laughs> so uh, Willow looks pretty comfortable with a new friend, Tara, there. Oh, look, Oz is back. Now they can get back together, right? <laughs> I missed Oz. Yeah, Mom. No, she's not getting back together with Oz. Oh, God. So the Scooby gang's all worried about Things being weirdly slow for Buffy on her patrols, but also being weirdly busy for the initiative. And they're discussing that. And then, bam, Oz is there. And Willow's observably upset. Oz wants to meet up with her later. Tara is observably threatened. 
or feels threatened because she's fucking in love with Willow. And Willow's fucking in love with Tara, as we all know at this point. And we're all very happy for them. So, hey, random complication here. Thank you. And so they do meet up and we find out that Oz has cured himself of werewolfism for the most part. Willow meets up with Tara after a long nighttime chat with Oz to ensure her that absolutely nothing happened between the two of them and that she still very much, at the very least, is going to be friends with Tara no matter what happens. And she's just very confused and doesn't know what to do. Tara tells her to do what makes her happy. Oz runs into Tara, mistaking her for Willow, and he freaks out because he figures it out. And Oz has the big ol' aha moment because he smells Willow all over Tara and it angers him so gratefully so that he turns into a werewolf and gets caught by Riley and the rest of the initiative gang, commandos, etc. on campus. We spend the rest of the episode watching the Scooby gang try to rescue Oz and they end up also having to rescue Riley who got thrown in the brig for trying to rescue Oz once he realized that it was Oz that they had captured. And then they jailbreak the hell out of there. Riley has to go into hiding. Riley and Buffy make up from a fight they had earlier. Willow and Tara chat, and they're on great terms again. The end. Ladies, gentlemen, spiny-headed little creatures. As soon as the sun goes down, 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 down. As soon as the sun goes down, 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 down. Competition is a beautiful thing. Ooh, dear. Cold open. We are outside during the daytime on the street and kind of sort of going through a park as well. Yeah. Willow and Tara inseminate and then immediately give a big messy birth to a fur baby. Ew. Amniotic fluid everywhere. Ew. Everywhere. Do you want to do you want to cut the umbilical cord? Rex, you got this? I'm avoiding that analogy. Okay, maybe it didn't <laughs> go down quite like that, but they talk about getting a cat. Tara wants a cat. Yeah, and wants to name it Miss Kitty Fantastico. And that's fine. That's totally yeah, fine. That's, sure. I mean, who am I to judge cat names? <laughs> <laughs> nobody. That's who. <laughs> Fucking nobody. <laughs> but guess what? They hold hands. <laughs> We're strolling along, holding the hands like nothing happened. Totally oh, natural. It, it, to be it's fair. super casual. Very. Like, I mean, straight girls do that shit all the time. I mean, we should try that, Rex. Let's see how long it takes to get our nuts pulled off by a tractor. My bet's on 20 minutes, but... I actually uh, hate holding hands. Doesn't matter who it's with. Yeah. Because I have hand problems. I'm not a huge... fucking hurts. I'm not a huge fan either, honestly. My hands get sweaty. Yeah. My fingers start to cramp up. Also, the biggest problem I have is most of the people that I've been with over the years, arm length is always not accurately matched. <laughs> And, like, I'm always either having to hold my arm up or, like, stretch my arm down because my arms and legs are very oddly proportioned. Yeah, it just seems like every time any girl wants to hold hands with me, it's either really cold out or really hot out. So I'm either getting really sweaty or my hand's getting really cold. Yeah, it's just... Because it, I otherwise would have had my hand in my, in my pocket. And now, now it's just going to spread the fucking COVID-19 virus. Yeah, seriously. Don't hold hands anymore. What the actual shit, guys? I think it's time to pull out the full body condoms. <laughs> <laughs> let's just uh, let's just online date, like literally, <laughs> do a Skype date. Let's just do a Skype date. Yeah. So they're on their way to a Scooby meeting, and Tara's very excited. Yeah, as she should be. The Scoobs yeah. are fun. Yeah, we like them. Cut to Giles's house. 
We have a meeting! Yay! Actually, it's pretty much the end of the meeting. And basically, Buffy's just laying out that patrols have been down really low. Uh, She hasn't killed any vamps in a while, but the initiative, like you said in the synopsis, has been kicking ass and taking names and kind of having their ass kicked too. They got demons coming out of their ears. Which Willow feels the need to overexplain to Tara. Yep. But it's so cute. It is. It's it w- cute. It was. Anyway. Um, I, I have to mention, though, that especially in this scene, the interactions between Willow and Tara is like, Hey, Buffy, how did you not figure this out beforehand? Oh, seriously. But we'll get to that. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> So pretty much, as you mentioned before we started recording, I completely agree with you. Every scene has one line that really we could cut this episode together in like three minutes. Yeah. And just do a complete wrap of wrap up of the whole episode because every scene has one line that just completely wraps up the whole scene. This one, it was Giles. Uh, so the activity shifted, but not stopped. That's fascinating. Anya responds to an extremely bored person, maybe. <laughs> well... That was a thrilling hour, but I did really enjoy Giles's response, even though they were just kind of using it as a segue for what's about to happen. Yeah. But also Giles has been very annoyed with Anya for a while. So he responds, you know, I really don't appreciate your snide remarks, Anya. Now, I have a great deal of experience in these matters. And if I say there is a matter of some import brewing, I... I and... Ah, doesn't have the same ring to no, it. No, it doesn't. Doesn't feel right. Yeah, I went for it though. Yeah, that's what's important. I suppose so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, fucking Oz. So fucking excited about this. I missed this fucker. I know, right? Too bad he's just here to be awkward. <laughs> or, I guess, make everyone else awkward. To tease all our cockles. <laughs> what? What is a cockle, anyway? I just um, I feel like it's a thing that you I, tease. I have to Google <laughs> that. <laughs> all right, we're going we're gonna to race on this. Cockles. Oh, an edible burrowing bivalve mollusk with a strong ribbed shell. Yeah, stop teasing my cockles. Oh, my God. The plural of cockles... <laughs> oh nope that was just a mark on my fucking screen <laughs> never mind on that all right but they are in fact ribbed for your pleasure and mine also it apparently means a small shallow boat huh they're ribbed for everyone's pleasure especially fishermen yes Armity. <laughs> well hey uh i'll rib your cockles if there's ever a time that we need to start looking up things about things in shells Now's the time, because we're all running out of toilet paper, so maybe it's time to enact the three seashells. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you use them, Rex? I you know, never I never found out. You know, I would be lying if I didn't say that I've legitimately researched this. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I want to say it's just buttons for a bidet system. Uh, right? I wish my bathroom was larger. I would fucking have a bidet. Have right. you ever used a bidet? No. It's lovely. I believe it. It is just... Lovely. <laughs> just, just imagining you sitting there with a stream of water going up your ass, like, oh, it's amazing. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what it's like. <laughs> God. That was not a visual I needed. 
You're welcome, listeners. <laughs> but hey, if you had a bidet, you wouldn't have a problem with toilet paper. If you had a bidet, you'd have a good day. Eh? Actually, yes. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. No, so Oz is there. He wants to talk. Obviously, Willow's all flustered and devastated. De- yeah, devastated. Yeah, not nearly as devastated as Tara. Oh no. Or wait, well, no. It's they're both two different kinds of devastated, really. Yeah. Buffy pointedly notices. I couldn't really tell if she was looking at Tara or Willow. She was pretty much looking at at Willow. I was pretty sure it was mostly Willow, but based on the eye contact. It could have been either. Right. Um, But no, Tara's devastation is more in the scared sort of type of devastation. She feels very threatened because she knows who Oz is and she knows how big of a history Willow has with him. And uh, Xander, he tries to break the tension in the room because holy hell, when Oz walks in, the room's butthole tightens like a nun's chastity belt. (laughs) And Xander tries to break the tension by going to Oz and shaking hands and surprisingly doesn't make things way worse. Right. I'd say, in fact, he handled it quite well. Yeah, he's like, I don't mean to be the grandma here, but Oz, you don't call? You don't write? You don't write? (laughs) You don't call? Oi! Yeah, exactly. Um, He didn't go oi, and that makes me sad. (laughs) (laughs) So Oz walks up to Willow Asked her to talk later. He agrees to meet her at her dorm room. And so for a room full of people that used to fucking love this man, the room seems collectively stunned and bewildered and possibly even outraged at his absolute audacity to show up. Well, I think they're all very rightfully upset at the fact that Oz just fucking vanished like he did. Absolutely, because... I was going to follow that up with, I think it's more of a sign of how much they actually did love him and it, therefore it hurt really badly and not just Willow, mostly Willow, yeah. but it hurt the whole crew when he left like that. Well, especially like, and I really wish they had explored this at all in the fucking previous episodes, but Oz and Xander were pretty fucking close. Yeah, they like, were starting to get pretty buddy-buddy. Yeah, that's pretty bullshit. Yeah. Then Anya wins the fucking Captain Obvious Award, because after Oz leaves, she just looks around and she's like, everyone's uncomfortable now. I know, right? <laughs> at, at this point, I'm wondering if Anya's sole purpose as a character is to help out all of the emotionally stunted audience members <laughs> by spelling out what's going on. Like, use all of the subtlety that they've spent so much time building up, and then spell it out anyway. Anya's just really good for beating you over the head with it. Yeah, and it adds for great comedic effect, usually. It really does. Yeah. And uh, so Tara suddenly got shit to do and deal with. Okay, thanks, bye. Yeah, she skedaddles. Uh, Which I don't think was fair to Willow. Willow really needed Tara more than anybody at this moment. Yeah. But her reaction was not uncalled for. I'd have to agree. Frankly, it's ludicrous to have these interlocking bodies and not interlock. Putrefying diseases. It'll make you blind and insane, but it won't kill you. Light a bunch of candles and have sex near them. So far, I like it. Please remove your clothing now. Cut to the graveyard at night, where Riley and Buffy are patrolling, and they're having a conversation about Willow and Oz. 
Uh huh. And then a spiny head looking creature shows up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really see a convincing kill shot of this demon. No, he kind of threw him behind a gravestone. and Yeah, I was like, did they break his back on the gravestone or something? Well, so the way he calls over the, the radio about the HST, he says HST down in blah, 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 blah sector yeah. or something like that. The way he does it, it comes off as it's just down and out, not dead. Yeah, yeah, he did. He, that's true. Why the fuck, without Maggie Walsh, they are still capturing these things. And, like, doing experiments on them. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, obviously the experiments were the sole purpose to build Adam. Like, what is their motivation for doing the experiments still? Well, Adam couldn't have been their only project. But, I mean, if I were Riley, I would be looking into that more. And maybe, like, aiming to shut some of those fucking programs down. Because Walsh built Adam. What the fuck else was she building? Why are we continuing any Walsh projects? I mean, I think he's still very gullible that the government exists for the sole purpose of being good for the people. Not after this episode, he isn't. And the safety of everyone. Yeah. The greater good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, god damn. I still thought he left a very vague location for yeah, them. he really did. Like, they're going to be playing Hunt the Egg for a while here. <laughs> You'd think they'd have, like, a gun with a tracker in it that he could just shoot it with. Right. It is really funny how they're walking along and talking, and the, the fucking demon jumps out, and they kick its ass, and then they call it over the radio, and then they get back to walking and talking. Like, nothing fucking happened. Yeah. Buffy was like, man, I hate it when they go down so easy. And Riley's like, hey, speak for yourself. Yeah. And so they're, again, talking about the situation, and Buffy uh, spills out that Oz is a werewolf, and then Riley gets a big fucking head up his ass real quick. Real quick. Way up in there, Morty. Yeah. He equates uh, Oz being a werewolf as being kind of a bad boy sort of circumstance. Yeah, because he's like, oh, I didn't know Willow was that kind of girl, and she's like, what kind of girl? And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. Uh oh, tread lightly, red light. <laughs> Stop, backstep, backstep. It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. And nope, he steps right in it and fucks everything up. And she's like, oh, you're a bigot. Yeah. And just storms off. He's like, I'm not a bigot. <laughs> well, I mean, you kind of are. kind of really, yeah. Definitely, she's all about the gray area. He's all about the black and white. So Buffy argues. Love isn't reasonable, and Oz is not dangerous, and Riley is a bigot, of course, and I agree. And, hey, Buffy, at some point in this conversation, you stopped talking about Oz and Willow. (laughs) Yeah, definitely, definitely Angel. (laughs) Definitely David Boreanaz. (laughs) Oh. All right. I miss that guy. I know, right? We're not going to miss him for too long, though. We got Faith. We got Oz back. Yeah. I want fucking Angel back, what's, damn it. What's next? Cordelia? Right? I miss her too. Larry? <laughs> Flutie? Flutie's dead. Yeah. Um, Isn't Larry dead too? Yeah. Yeah, they're all dead. You know who I want back? <sighs> Snyder. Right? Fuck, I miss that guy. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I also want back Odo. 
but he's dead in real life. Oh, so God. that's sad. Okay, moving on. I'm sorry. Uh, Rest next in pe- scene. Rest in peace, Renee Aberhanos. I still don't know if I'm saying your name right. Right. It's like French or something, isn't it? Probably. It's a conf- it's a complicated last name. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know any French. Nor do I. It's still a delicious language. They never tell you how it tastes. <laughs> Good callback. <laughs> very much like a baguette. <laughs> you know... Or a croissant. I honestly... If I were thinking about like how a language tastes and equating language to to like mouthfeel, because that's really what what we're talking about here, um, I would not, despite the association, equate French to a mouthfeel similar to a baguette. Well, I would, and I just did. So there it I, is. Yeah, but sometimes you're fucking wrong. You also just coined the phrase mouthfeel, so. This I is, actually did not coin that phrase. It is a real term. Yes, you did. And this is win-win, goddammit. Cut to the dorm where Oz pays Willow a visit. Oh, my. And Willow's like, hey, come inside. Let's talk. Let's let's catch up. And Oz is like, no, come outside. Dun-dun-dun. Uh-huh. And they're walking along, and I'm like, it looks pretty bright out there yeah, for nighttime. A little overly bright. Hmm. I'm actually really disappointed that they didn't do the same kind of moon effect in the previous scene with uh, Riley and Buffy Hmm. to kind of carry over that it is indeed a full moon and kind of hint that it was a full moon before this scene. I mean, I think they wanted the reveal to be during this scene, which I completely get that because he's like, hey, look up. And she looks up and it's full moon and she's like, what? And I, I kind of liked the way he he points out. It's like, yeah, since I'm not around, you don't fucking keep track of this shit, do you? Honestly, that's weird because I bet she did keep track of the full moons for a while. Right. Well, and I imagine that the phase of the moon has a lot to do with certain magic spells and shit. I would imagine it would. Yeah. But she's clearly moved past Oz at this point as well as she can. Better than one could even expect her to. Yeah. Oz pointedly says that he spoke with Xander and has confirmed that she doesn't have a new guy. Willow responds with, no, no new guy. Definitely no new guy. You can hear it in her voice. Guy is in italics. (laughs) (laughs) No new hard air quotes guy. Guy. (laughs) Definitely no, definitely, definitely no guys. No. And Oz wants Willow to forgive him and welcome him back into open arms. And honestly, she's not feeling it. You know, fuck Oz. Like, you gotta, you gotta ease your way back in. Right. Like, you even gotta if, earn some fucking trust here. Even if Tara like, wasn't in the picture and... He, it really shouldn't have been the first thing he did. Well, okay, he didn't need to know if she was with anybody or not. That helps him handle the situation. Either way, don't first thing of your conversation be like, you want to get back together? Do you? Yeah. Do you? Do you? Do you? Huh? Huh? Hey, look, I'm not turning into a werewolf. Do you want to hook up? Yeah. That's... that's no. <laughs> How do you feel about my non-werewolf cockles here? <laughs> Oh, yes. Oh, back to the cockles. (laughs) Oz, I told you I don't like seafood. (laughs) Oh, 
<laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, real quick cut to random wooded area and uh, what was his name? Grant? Uh, no, it was Willis. Well, Willis gets killed. Right. Willis. Get, oh, Graham. Graham. That's Graham. his name. Graham. Fucking Graham. Cracker. Because <laughs> he's white. And <laughs> that fucking cracker. <laughs> All right, Graham and his crackers. Oh God! Oh, I feel I feel dirty. Graham now. and his box of crackers <laughs> all get fucked up by a werewolf. It's just weird to me. The initiative hasn't encountered any werewolves before this, right? Well, they obviously know of werewolves outside of just like oh, werewolves are lore or anything like that. Like they, they honestly actually like have some solid information about them it but it no it didn't seem like they had any solid information about them because they didn't even know that the full moon thing was a real thing until they capture oz and but we're not there yet right fear me he's so cute you didn't sense a hyena energy at all did you because hyena possession is just unpleasant we cut back to the dorm during the day where willow and oz were up all night talking all night long just talking though actually yeah that's fine oz is telling willow about his his adventures and exploring the world and learning how to control his issues yeah most notably tibet i think is where he ended up uh learning his very intense badass meditation skills (laughs) from some monks but also he informs willow that it's it's not just meditation it's not all power of the mind there's also some herbal remedies and chanting and some charms that he's got going on let me tell you self-care is important definitely yeah Absolutely. I'm all about that self-care. Woot. He's wearing this like charm beads around his hand. Yeah. It looked like a rosary without the rose. Yeah. Hmm. I, I think I, that's how that works. Rosaries don't actually have any rose. I'm them. aware. Without the cross. Yeah. Yeah. It's a decrossed rosary. <laughs> anyway, it's daytime now. And because uh, they talked all night and Willow's like, man, I'm really hungry. Oz is like, boy, I could use a nap. And he says, you want to take a nap right now? Very much implying you want to cuddle. Yeah. And I was like, mm. Me thinks. Mm-mm. Me thinks that uh, he doesn't mean sleeping. No cuddling for you. No, I think he did. But I think he was trying to make it a little more of a physical interaction. Not just sleeping, though. Like, yeah. Like, there's definite, like, purpose behind the let's go to sleep. Yeah, you want a spoon a bit. But, and but Willow wants the less confusing waffles. Well, <laughs> well, you can't, Willow. <laughs> you know what you get, Willow? You get hot dog and beer cheese waffles with a fucking side of Mountain Dew and Dorito cheesecake. Oh God! Fucking eat it. Did you just eat seriously it. call back right now, Willow? Did you just seriously call back to that fucking picture I showed you of the Mountain Dew cheesecake with Dorito crust? Yes. Because it looks amazing and awful, and I want to try it. I want to regret trying that. I really do. I want to take a picture of myself dying, having an aneurysm and a small heart attack. 
I I might have to devise a recipe for this. I did I show you the the video about the the hot dog and beer cheese waffles though? I'm sorry, waffles. No, because that's do I want to know? That's also a thing, and you probably don't want to know, but that means I want you to know. <laughs> Why am I friends with you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's a very self-flagellating kind of friendship. I don't know. But yeah, they're going to go out for breakfast instead of doing the cuddling. And Willow exits to go to the bathroom. She leaves to freshen up some hot dog waffles. Immediately, fucking Tara knocks on the door. Like, how the hell did Tara not run into Willow in the hallway? Right? Well, there was a few seconds anyway. I mean, we don't know exactly how far away the bathroom is. But... Uh, she has an aneurysm at the moment she sees Oz in Willow's yeah. room. Oz invites her in, but she's like, oh, no, I'm I'm, I'm good. Bye. And bolts. He's super nice. And had it been anybody else, they'd have been like, oh, he's super nice. But, you know, it's it's the other person. Can't say yeah. the other girl or the other guy. That doesn't really work. But it's the other, the other. She's the other. And he is completely oblivious to that. Yeah, and so he closes the door after she leaves. He kind of takes a step back into the room. He's super contemplative. Therefore, he you know he looks normal and like Oz. <laughs> <laughs> well, he he's looks, wearing a very Oz expression. He looks a little confused, and you can see his gears turning, waiting for that aha moment, but it doesn't come just yet. Yeah, not yet. Willow gets back into the room, again, seemingly a little too quickly for... Neither her nor Tara to have noticed each other. I also think that uh, Willow did not do a very good job of brushing her teeth. <laughs> right. You got to take fucking longer than that. Seriously. Like five minutes at least. Yeah. Welcome to Beer with Oral Hygiene. <laughs> we are here to judge you. Now get the fuck out. Thank you very much. Please don't get the fuck out. Please continue listening to this episode. Yeah. <laughs> do that. Because that's what Rex wants. And we all want to do what Rex wants. Right? Yeah, that's what I yes. thought. Hate to see you go, but I love to watch you leave. You know what that means, right? Yeah, it means I like looking at someone's ass. I mean... Are you trying to tell me that you like my ass, Josh? I wasn't talking to you. I was talking I to mean, the audience. I'm trying to drive away the audience as a joke. It's okay. a bad idea. It this really is. is. I'm not having one of my best moments, and we need to move on. <laughs> Oz tells Willow that her blonde-haired friend stopped by, and he didn't even ask her name. He didn't ask Tara. He didn't ask Willow. What a tool. I mean, to be fair, he's got breakfast on the brain. Yeah. God, waffles sound really fucking good right now. Seriously. Yeah. No, we just ate pizza. Yeah. Hot dog waffles, though. Beer cheese. It's going to happen. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> that, so, and I don't have the toilet paper for that. Nobody has that. Well, lots of people have the toilet paper for that, but only like... You know, 1% of the population hoarding it like wealth. <laughs> what is this, money? Seriously. <laughs> it's going to be soon. So we cut to Riley's room where him and Buffy wake up via alarm. Fucking hate those beeping alarms. Oh, God. Fucking awful. I hate alarms in general. Like, uh, even if it's the most pleasant music ever, it just makes me resent it so quickly. I wake up to box cello suite. Huh. I enjoy it. Why not pyramid cello suite? Oh, it's box. Yeah. Bach. Box. As in Bach. Ba. 
as Sebastian Bach, the composer. Box. B A C H P Y R A. Sometimes you confuse me. <laughs> They're both geometric <laughs> shapes. No, Bach is a person. Well, ba- was a person. He's very much not a person anymore because he's dead. Box is a quadrilateral. Pyramid is a, you know, pyramidal. <laughs> that is not a word. Pyra- pyramidical. Um, <laughs> hey, I did really well in 10th grade geometry. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently you need to go back, though. I've held on to it for a really long time. <laughs> anyway, uh, Riley gets up and immediately starts doing push-ups. And I, I fucking wrote down his, his entire interaction. He's, he's having a good time in Nippletown over there. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, do, we, do we need the whole interaction? No, I, I particularly <laughs> found it humorous. Mostly because it still goes into the... No, stop, back up, wait. You're missing something here, Riley. It's trap. It's trap. <laughs> yeah. Buffy basically picks a fight with him. And to be fair, at least Buffy had the decency to let both of them get some sleep before playing the passive aggressive card. Yeah. Uh, which I've rarely been shown the courtesy of. But, you know, arguably getting it out of the system promptly is probably better anyway. Just not very good for your sleep cycle. Anyway, she, uh, <laughs> she continues the argument of gray area in the demon verse. Uh, for instance, some vampires aren't evil at all. And Riley challenges her to name one. And that sounds like a bad idea. But luckily... She can name one. <laughs> oh, yeah. she, But she doesn't want to. It's not a good idea for multiple reasons. Um, I think Riley would end up dead before Angel. But... The, only, the only line I want to put in here from this entire exchange okay is after he's doing his push-ups and she's getting all fucking uh passive aggressive and and snippy with him he sits up and he's like okay i've been up less than a minute and somehow i've managed to piss you off (laughs) right i'd be lying if i said if i said that i have not had to fucking say that to one of the people that i was with (laughs) in that moment i was totally on riley's side yeah after they started talking, I was like, eh, I'm not sure I buy your argument. But also, Buffy, you're the one that got mixed up with a military dude. You know how that can go. Right brain versus left brain. Kind of ordeal. Then Forrest comes in without fucking knocking. And he's all like, oh, yeah. And the wall just goes. Well, that doesn't happen. Shatters into splinters. That doesn't happen at all. Very much like a certain sugary beverage character. Josh, mascot that we all again. have heard of. This doesn't happen. Possibly made entirely out of glass. That, that's not what I meant by he barges in. And the product. How many products can you think of that have a mascot that are <laughs> completely made out of the product? Hey, Josh. Yes, Rex? Is the Kool-Aid man the Kool-Aid or the jug? Yeah, I my brain can't handle that right now. <laughs> anyway, no, he doesn't bust into the room that way. He fucking barges in without knocking. And let me tell you, bad form Forrest, Riley is in here with his girlfriend. And you fucking walk in without knocking. They've obviously just been asleep. There's a good chance they're not wearing any fucking clothes. But it's an emergency. And they're in the military. And they can fucking deal with it. I don't know. They do have phones. Yeah. <laughs> it's as simple as fucking knocking. Right. 
hell, do one of those where you knock and then immediately come in. That's at least something, for something. fuck's sake. Yeah. I think Forrest wanted to see both of them naked. He needed it for closure. Also, I mean, you kind of can't blame him. <laughs> They're both pretty people. Absolutely. <laughs> Dig this. Dig this. Sorry, you has a wind. Fire beheading. Hurry up, sweet dreams. Sunlight. Hurry up, sweet dreams. Cold water. Usual. Oh, yeah. I hit him. With what? A desk. This is where we find out that the beta team got hit. Well, I mean, we knew that, but they didn't. Right. And Willis is dead. No, not Willis. Ah, but Graham is fine. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Riley grieves very fast here. Right. Willis. Ah, he owed me $5. And then (laughs) Buffy is like, what kind of demon is it? And Riley responds with, does it matter? And then storms off. No, stupid. It doesn't matter at all. Like... Okay, I kind of actually understand his feelings in this circumstance where it's like it killed my friend. Yeah. So we're going to we're going to hunt it down. But I read what Buffy was saying more as like, what kind of demon is it? How do we hunt it the fuck down? We need to prep for this. And knowledge is power is how she meant it. Yeah. And he was just a little dick about it. Exact proof of how having your own head up your own ass as far as it goes you know as much of a time space anomaly as it is yeah it's still not an effective thinking tool (laughs) like your thinking cap should not be your ass (laughs) one cannot be their own thinking cap josh (laughs) (laughs) cut back to the dorm where buffy returns home and and willow's sitting there on the on her bed all just kind of she seems kind of happy but also sad at the same time in equal measures and that makes perfect sense, really. Well, it does, but I'm just kind of amazed at Allison Hannigan's ability to fucking pull that off. Yeah, that's a complicated emotion. <laughs> yeah. And she definitely gets it across. That's impressive. Yeah. And so Buffy's very inquisitive of the whole situation with Oz. Yeah. Willow informs her that Oz found a cure. Buffy gets excited for Willow, mostly assuming she would uh, absolutely 100% want to get back together with Oz. But uh, we're going to tandem read uh, some lines from the scene for you here. Who am I reading? Buffy. Buffy. I'm reading Buffy. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Okay. I'm all with the woo-hoo here and you're not. No, there's woo and who, but there's uh-oh and why now? And it's complicated. Why complicated? It's complicated because of Tara. You mean Tara has a crush on Oz? No. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) Oh, my! Oh, dear! (laughs) Bring the chocolate sauce! (laughs) Now, Uh, I want to say this scene is exceptionally well done. The transcript, I love the way they said it in the transcript here. In in just before Buffy's aha moment, it says, the clue by four hits Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I'm using that from now on. Yes, it is an amazing turn of phrase. <laughs> the clue by four. You know, for anybody that doesn't get it, you know, it's like a two by four, but it's the one that gives yeah. you a clue. So it's yeah. a clue by four. Yeah. And it's obvious. Like we said before, it's super fucking obvious. It's been so super fucking (laughs) obvious for several episodes. 
and yeah. nobody's picked up on it. But I love how it. I love how this scene is written. I love how it's acted because Buffy is very taken aback and just kind of in shock. And you can tell that her the gears are also turning in her head because she's like, "Oh, wait, holy shit! How did I not see this before?" And yeah. she's immediately like, oh, my God, but what? Huh? And like her head, it looks like it's about to explode. <laughs> uh-huh. And Willow's like, are you like freaking out about me now? Yeah. She kept saying Will and like using her name yeah. way too much. Immediately when Willow's like, are you freaked out? Buffy's like, no, wait, you can see the gears click in her head where she's like, oh, shit, my reaction right now is terrible. No, I'm here for you. You're my best friend. Holy shit, I'm here for you. Yes. And I didn't believe her first no, but her second no, like you said. Yeah. She tra- she got her shit together really quickly. Yeah. Great fucking acting in this scene, all parties concerned. Yeah. Also, I just want to want to say that under the line in my notes where Willow's like, it's complicated, I wrote, it's complicated because she's gay. <laughs> ah, see, that... I think there's an important distinction to be made here that we've made before, but now's the truly appropriate time to make it. Yeah. That she's not exactly homosexual. She's pansexual. She's still very attracted to Oz and makes it distinctly known that she still has that connection with Oz. I specifically believe Willow to be demisexual. But demisexual specifically means an individual who does not begin to have physical sexual feelings for a person until they have a deep emotional connection with that person first. Okay, I kind of thought that was what pansexual was about anyway. No, pansexual is just gender and and organs and whatever does not matter. But demisexual specifically means you don't actually even experience sexual attraction with a person without that emotional connection first. Interesting. It feels like splitting hairs, but I see the difference. Right. And it would make sense to me looking at Willow as a character that she is definitely at least partially demisexual in that obviously the physical attraction with Tara came after. Sure. Absolutely. No, I'm completely on board with all that. So... Buffy gives Willow fantastic advice. She tells her just to be honest or else this whole situation is going to blow up in her face. Yeah. And uh, yeah, sage fucking advice. Yeah. Absolutely. I bow to Buffy's infinite wisdom. I bow to... (laughs) I bow to Buffy's infinite wisdom. Wisdom. (laughs) Got a wisdom for you. My wedge. I bow to Buffy's... Twoo, Oh, God. (laughs) I bow to Buffy's infinite wisdom. (laughs) Fuck you. All righty. Hey, how often do you fuck up saying words? Soak it up, buttercup. You're not going to get too many more. (laughs) (laughs) Cut to Spike's lair, where Spike is sleeping on a slab, and, uh... You know, there's got to be a better way to do this, right? Like... (laughs) What? Shouldn't he be, like... In the coffin or the sarcophagus thingamajig, whatever it is. I don't know. Why is he just laying on top of it? Sounds like an ordeal to me. Sounds safer, though. Yeah. Well, it it definitely would have made this scene play out slightly differently. Because an arm comes down over Spike. Spike grabs it. 
guess what? He wasn't really sleeping, or he's just that aware while right. he's sleeping. Yeah, I'll I'll take both. Sure, either one. So Spike still has his eyes closed when he says, "From the sound of those massive mud flaps, I'd peg you as a demon," which means you're in a world of pain. As he opens his eyes and sees Adam hovering yeah. above him, and he's holding Adam's hand, and then they <laughs> they frolic <laughs> through the posies. That's also what went through my head the moment you said he's holding Adam's hand. They drink a shake with two straws. Yeah. They watch a scary movie together at the theater. Spike, Spike latches onto Adam. Adam holds him in his arms. <laughs> <laughs> they double date with Tara and Willow. It's fucking great. <laughs> oh, that's really good imagery. <laughs> Oh, oh my! Man. All right, that's that's my next crayon drawing. <laughs> Spike with Adam. Oh God, we haven't had one of those in forever. <laughs> it's gonna look like the Wizard of Oz, <laughs> where they're frolicking through all the asbestos. You know, that's what they used for the snow in that scene, right? No, I didn't. Which that's is probably awful. why they all died really soon after that movie. <laughs> they didn't die that soon after that movie. Yeah, they. I feel like everybody died an early death that was in that movie. Well, also, like, I'm positive everyone on that film set probably smoked like chimneys. They smoked like chimneys, but also they frolicked through asbestos. It probably had to be asbestos because they all smoked like chimneys. <laughs> like, man, we better make this out of something that won't catch fire. <laughs> right. <laughs> Cut. Everyone lights up. <laughs> all the scenes where you could only see the back of their heads. Fun fact. It's because they were smoking. <laughs> At the time. No, that's not true at all. Don't write that down. Don't quote me. Go ahead and quote him. No one cares. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. And you're what? Shocked and disappointed? I'm evil. You should know better. You should know better than attempt the fate of the face of the world. That was pathetic. You should know better. You should know better than attempt the fate of the face of the world. a lot more than that. a fantastic day. Birds singing. Squirrels making lots of rotten little squirrels. So Adam responds, Spike, I want you to come with me. Spike responds, do you? Well, let's go then. And he punches him in the stomach and just Adam doesn't even budge. No. And he's a very large man. He, Demon thing. Robot. Seems very solid and it could just be a great makeup job, but the guy looks pretty butch anyway. Yeah. So he's like column A. A lot little, of column B. A lot of column B. <laughs> so he's like, come, you're going to help me with my problem. Uh, why is that exactly? I'm going to help you with yours. That to me says, I'm going to take that chip out of your head. That's exactly what I assumed that would mean. And I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything. So we'll get to that one when we get right. there. Cut to Terra's. Yes. Where we have a moment. A bit. Willow pays Terra a visit. Tara is very visibly relieved when Willow Willow tells Tara that nothing happened with Oz overnight. They just talked. It was very intense talk, but it was just talk. Wow, you almost verbatim said exactly what I had written down about that. It's about all there was to say. Yeah, but it's a very heart-wrenching scene where Willow essentially describes her inner turmoil because she knows uh how she used to feel about oz but considering how things were going so well with her and tara she doesn't know what to do anymore yeah i have one thing to say about this scene josh oh i'm not crying you're crying 
I wasn't crying. I almost cried. Dude, I teared up. I welled. I didn't tear, I, but I, I, I teared up. I welled. I, well, partly, <laughs> partly when you have a character as well acted as Willow is, fucking crying on screen, it it fucking gets to me. She grabs you by the nuts and she will pull on those short and curlies until you cry. Yeah. Yeah, personally. She's like in your house. <laughs> and that's that why would, she makes the big bucks. That would freak me out. A little bit. A lot. Yeah. Be like, Allison Hannigan, I need you to stop pulling on my pubic hairs, please. And while you're here, hey, do you want to do an interview on my podcast? That'd be great. <laughs> um, I'm just... Hey, Allison Hannigan, we know you're listening here. So if you want to do an interview, just contact us. Beerwithbuffy at gmail.com. I'll, we'll set something up. Definitely. I'll get the plexiglass wall set up so that there's no issues. <laughs> with Nobody's pulling anybody's pubes. Yeah. That's not what... <laughs> That is not what we do here at Beer with Buffy, but we don't kink shame either. Depends on what you're into. If you're into it, you're into it. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just saying. Consent's important. <laughs> She's never coming on the show. I think we, God, just, no. I think we just made sure of that. Absolutely. <laughs> we just got to make sure she never hears this episode. Yeah, we'll get right on that. So all of you people who know Allison Hannigan who listen to this show, um, don't show her this episode. Please, yeah, a pretty please. If you could do us that solid, that'd be great. So Tara tells her to do what makes her happy. You know, if you love something, Rex, let it go. And if it doesn't come back, it was never meant to be. Also hunt it down and kill the ungrateful little bastard. <laughs> As the great Wayne Campbell once said, if you blow chunks and she comes back, She's yours. <laughs> if you spew and she bolts, it was never meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. Wise words. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> we're mixing our, our pop culture there. That's okay. As long as we're not mixing our popcorn. Blah. Actually, you know those big tins that have the three different flavors of popcorn in them? Oh, can I you just, just pull, you I just just pull, pull the out the yeah. cart, you fucking savage. <laughs> I... I'm chaos, man. <laughs> Fucking chaos. <laughs> Sticking it to the man. That's yeah. so metal. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> to quote Riley Finn, I'm an anarchist. <laughs> I I bow <laughs> to your infinite wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> campus commons or a hallway somewhere on campus yeah where oz is looking at a bulletin board he's looking a little too intensely at that bulletin board i don't think he was paying attention to that bulletin board at all i think he was thinking about willow what yeah so he calls out he calls out to tara as she walks by thinking that it was willow yeah uh he does his little sniff thing which is always weird coming from from Seth Green. I didn't notice that. So <laughs> yeah. when he sees that it's Tara, he's surprised and he claims that he had heard Willow. Yeah. 
And I'm like, ah. Well, he he starts to say, I smelled Willow, but he corrects himself and says, I heard Willow. Okay. Because he knows how fucking weird it would be for him to smell Willow. Yeah, I didn't catch that at all. Apparently, Oz is coming back to school. He's holding the book. He gets some awkward babbling out of Tara and some reluctant well-wishing. Oh, who doesn't get awkward babbling out of Tara, though? Willow. Well, okay, yeah. (laughs) And then he actively notices the smell of willow all over her and finally puts two and two together i'm surprised it took this long and responds in the most non-oz way fucking imaginable to be fair he put it together a lot faster than the rest of the scooby gang also to be fair he had information they didn't well he was also in a unique position to bring out this information that everybody else was not if any of the other Scooby gang could have smelled Willow on Tara, they would have probably been like, that's odd. Right. But Tara's trying to get away before she has to give any committed answers to his questions. And he just loses his fucking mind. And this is one of our rare Oz freakout moments where he's like, no, you get back here. Yeah, very non-Oz-like, first off. Second off, obviously she's going to bolt on you, dude. She's a very timid person. You can see that a fucking mile away. And you're a bit on the intense side right now. Very intense, yeah. Do you think he's more pissed that Willow didn't tell him? Or that she's in love with somebody else? Or that it's a girl? Or... That all three of those things together are really too much for any human being to handle, regardless of personal constitution and meditation training. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Alrighty then. I think you have uh, answered my own question. Yeah. Okay. Good job. Thank you. Yeah. Oz is a werewolf. In the daytime, chasing down Tara. Right through the college. Yeah. That's not okay. No one else is around all of a sudden. Very empty college campus. Tara's not having a good time on campus getting chased no. <laughs> by weird, long, flappy-armed demons that are quadrupeded, kind right? of. So they use this the actual same uh, werewolf costume that they used the last time we saw Oz as a werewolf. And it just dawned on me how much they actually show the person in this costume running on all fours. And like, that's very impressive. I was just thinking he is impressively good at that. Have I ever told you that I often have weird dreams where I'm running on all fours? Mm, I think I recall you mentioning. I've just, I've gotten to the point that like the way that he runs That's how I run, but I also tend to float a lot as well. And that hasn't always been a thing for me. And every time it happens in a dream, I'm just like, well, this is just a better way to get somewhere faster. And it seems to be the only way that I can psychologically mobilize myself in a dream. Otherwise, I'm usually glued in my spot. That's weird. Yeah. I wonder what the fuck that means. You're crazy. Anyway. (laughs) We should figure out what kind of deal this is. I mean, is it a gathering, a shindig, or a hootenanny? Well, gathering is three mellow song stylings. Shindig, dip, less mellow song stylings, perhaps a large amount of malt beverage, and hootenanny. Well, it's chock full of hoot, just a little bit of nanny. So they're in the classroom. It looks like it was the classroom where Walsh taught. And what? They only have the one classroom set? No way! Hey, those sets have to be fucking expensive to put together. Yeah, I would get as much mileage out of them as possible. 
I highly doubt that that set hasn't been used by many other fucking TV shows and movies and shit. It very well may have been. But Tara whips a chair at it and it looked like that chair was what took him down. Right? I I immediately was like, no, that's bullshit. I was like, bitch, please. (laughs) But no, it wasn't the chair. He got tranked by the initiative. Yeah. And Tara tries to tell them that it's actually a fucking person in a fursuit, not just a fursuit. (laughs) and they're not listening no and also she's shaken and she's bad at talking while she's shaken and i get yeah that's fair i don't think riley would have cared maybe he would have based on how he reacts later in the episode maybe yeah they fucking know that a werewolf is a person yeah they would have to they obviously apparently missed the part where that person is only a werewolf Three to four fucking nights a goddamn year, uh, month. Yeah, I wish they'd gone deeper into what their working knowledge of a werewolf was, but they don't. Yeah. So cut over to Spike's lair. I think it's Adam's lair. It's somebody's lair. And Adam and Spike are there. I feel like they're still in Spike's lair. I don't know. Oh, but he did say come with me. And then he yeah. did. So. so Adam tells Spike about his plan. And it sounds like his plan is some sort of war between demons and humans. Yeah, but we're not entirely privy to exactly how that's supposed to play out just yet. But Spike definitely knows, or at least he knows what Adam wants him to know. Right. And all that's important to Spike is if he cooperates, he gets his chip taken out, as we correctly assumed earlier. And very specifically, uh, Adam directs him to ingratiate himself with the Slayer more than he already has. Right. And really quote join her team uh-huh so their exchange is specifically so this all goes down the chip comes out yeah no tricks adam responds scout's honor you were a boy scout parts of me <laughs> but uh, yeah i like that oh good god my question here is how is adam gonna deliver on that promise is he gonna do it himself Do you think he's personally going to perform Spike's brain surgery? I'm more curious about, like, Spike doesn't strike me as the type who would allow Adam to just be like, oh, yeah, cut open my brain. That's fine. Assuming that Adam's able to properly earn his trust throughout this plan. Yeah, true. But, yeah, that's why I'm asking is Adam's not going to be. I mean, maybe they could kidnap one of the doctors or scientists Adam has dissected enough fucking things at this point. Yeah, I think Adam would absolutely, at the very least, be able to download the knowledge to do do that surgery on Spike. But I mean, he's also done dissections. We've seen him dissecting demons and shit. He dissected that boy. So that's my theory anyway. I think he's absolutely qualified enough to carry out that promise himself. So it's definitely not an empty promise. I personally think Adam's intention is to carry out the surgery personally. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I think that makes perfect sense. Cut to the library. The library. If you will. Yes. And I think you will. Yeah. And uh, Tara finds Willow and tells her all that's happening and that Oz turned into a werewolf in the fucking daytime. And the commandos have him. Yeah. And shit's crazy, but she's fine. And then Willow runs off. That's pretty much that. Over to Giles's house. They need to infiltrate the initiative to save Oz. Anya is expectedly blunt, and Xander fills his snark quota for the episode. Willow says that the initiative boys had grabbed Oz right before Will, right before Tara had told Willow 
that it had happened. So Anya replies with, So that's good, right? I mean, they probably haven't had time to eviscerate him yet. Xander responds, On, you can help by making this a quiet time. (laughs) I suspect he says that a lot. So I got another quote of the day here from Xander, and it is born of their discussion of needing to, once again, find a way to infiltrate the initiative. And Xander's like, It'd be great if we knew somebody dating a man on the inside. (laughs) Someone with connections. Oh, wait. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake, Xander. Anyway, so Buffy's been messaging his beeper, Riley's beeper, and he hasn't called back. So they decide to put together a plan without Riley because he's not returning the phone calls. Yeah. Cut over to the initiative. Where... Despite all his rage, it's still just an Oz in a cage. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, you're a bad, bad man. Oh, that makes me so happy. <sighs> so they're in the tinfoil ball pit. <laughs> Riley is being a little bitch and ready to pop Oz in the ass because he thinks it killed Willis. Right, and they and like the scientist dude says, they can't determine that it was him specifically that killed Willis because the description matches too many different possibilities. Right, and they have to, you know, do some science about it. Um, yeah, got to do that science. Because he's got ghosts in his blood and he needs to do <laughs> cocaine about it. Riley's getting really impatient because they need to do some, you know real forensics on the matter before they just decide that this creature is guilty of a murder. Um, But he doesn't care because he's black and white and monsters are monsters. Yeah. And he's like, no, fuck this. And he he lines up and he's going to shoot. And right in the nick of fucking time, Oz turns back into Oz. Basically cut to Oz on an examination table and Riley changing his tune real fast. Yeah. Oz is drugged, so Riley trying to talk to Oz is fucking pointless. Excuse me, but why didn't Riley already know that Oz was drugged? He had been there the whole fucking time. He didn't fucking see them dose Oz with something? Yeah, I know. Sometimes they have to make characters say stupid things so that the audience knows that somebody else knows. Now, you know that I know that I know that you know. (laughs) They tell Riley to fuck off, and they have him physically removed. Because he gets pissy because they're about to zap Oz to see what happens. Yeah. You know, that's how science is done. You just fucking cattle prod a bitch. Absolutely. (laughs) You want science done, use a cattle prod. We're not just banging rocks together here, people. (laughs) I think they are, in fact, just banging rocks together. That's kind of the point. (laughs) You know, when you hire your head of the science team from the... From the former head of the shower curtain salesman team, that's what you get. Like I, I don't know. I think Cave Johnson would be much fucking better at running this show. He might be. You know, <laughs> he would at least have some big fun ideas like portal guns. Yeah. And giant maze-like chambers that you have to traverse your way through by leaping across deadly distances. And giant mantises. Yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about those. <laughs> So <laughs> it's funny to me because there have been giant mantises in this show. <laughs> there have. <laughs> so, oh my God, Portal 2 and the Buffyverse are the same universe. Yeah, that makes total sense. Which means they're the same universe as Half-Life as well. And since Half-Life Alex is coming out in like a month, 
and I won't be able to afford a fucking VR headset for it because right. of coronavirus. Yeah. That's the part that pisses me off the most. Brought it all back around. Because now I have to, like, <laughs> you know, keep my money because I don't have a steady stream of it anymore. Yeah. Anyway, so they zap Oz and he changes into Wolf Boy again. And the fucking line, the the way they read this line. I, I wrote this down verbatim. They yeah. jack themselves off saying, see that? Transformation related to negative stimulation. Oh, zippity-doo-dah. Yeah. Like, I knew that that was bullshit. We know how to put a man back together, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Asbestos poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know if you feel shortness of breath, a persistent dry cough, or your heart stopping because... That's asbestos. Good news is, the lab boys say the symptoms of asbestos poisoning show a median latency of 44.6 years. So if you're 30 or older, you're laughing. Worst case scenario, you miss out on a few rounds of canasta. Plus... <laughs> you're just going to go the whole fucking thing. Plus, you forwarded the cause of science by three centuries. I punch those numbers into a calculator. It makes a happy face. <laughs> Hands down, the best Cave Johnson line. Right there. I have to say, on like at least four or five occasions now, I've literally gone on YouTube and just listened to Cave Johnson lines. <laughs> it's worth it. J.K. Simmons is one of my favorite fucking actors. <laughs> I oh, still need so to good. find some stuff that he's been in because I, I can see Counterpoint. his Counterpoint. Counterpoint. Okay, fine. If I'll you're not watching Counterpoint, it's on Prime. It's on Amazon Prime. Counterpoint, it's really fucking good. It's amazingly good sci-fi slash kind of spy intrigue shit. It's fucking so good. All right, all right, all right. I'll probably also get around to Chernobyl so that I can shut up Geraint. Um. <laughs> and they say young people don't learn anything in high school nowadays, but um, I've learned to be afraid. So what was the uh, story about that alligator? We cut over to Giles' house. Where apparently they have still, still been waiting for Riley. And they're like, the end of the last scene, they're like, let's make a plan without Riley. But no, they didn't make a plan without Riley. They fucking sat here and waited. <laughs> I mean, I got the impression that not a whole lot of time elapsed here. But uh, they've, they've decided to storm the castle. Willow badgers her way into Buffy agreeing to take her in as well as Xander into the initiative. She says that she can write down instructions for the fucking technophobe G Rupert fucking Giles to hack into the fucking power grid. Yeah. Excuse me, but that is bullshit. Oh, no. He's definitely the best candidate to use the newfangled Sparky book. <laughs> I don't see what the problem is, Rex. I fucking see many problems here. So Spike suddenly is in the room because he burst his way through the door like, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it was unlocked. Yeah. And it's noticeable that Giles apparently never locks his door because Oz just walked the fuck right in. I know. Right. You think this man has been through a, a <laughs> lot of shit. Yeah. Locking the door. I would think he would have developed a complex over it at this point. Right. Huh. I fucking lock my door and I've never had people I didn't want there to barge in. Not only that, but I can't believe he hasn't uh, resealed the house from Spike. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's not like they don't know how to fucking do that, first off. Second off, they have two powerful witches in the group. 
right? So Giles is like, short of cash, Spike. And his response is, I happen to be seeking monetary gratification, yeah, but I also get a kick out of jacking up those army ginks myself. I know how to find the big guy who can take you to Oz. What big guy is he fucking talking about? I don't know, maybe he means the colonel. Maybe it's just maybe. jazzy talk. So when Spike enters the room, he's like, Well, Rupert, you should lock your door. Someone dangerous could get in. And he gives a fucking little smirk. Buffy replies with, Or someone formerly dangerous and currently annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Spike offers a way in. He wants money for it. They never actually discuss pricing. Not really, but he does convince them that he can get her done. Oh god, don't fucking say that. <laughs> uh, I'm almost sorry. We'll wait till you are fully sorry. Are you fully sorry yet? <laughs> god damn it, Josh, be fully sorry for that line. Am I going to have to get something to beat you with? Done we now our gay apparel. Tra-la-la, tra it's Christmas. Now it's no, Christmas. It's We've not. waited that long, Rex. Tra-la-la-la-la. I'll never be fully sorry. Anyway, moving on. At all. Back to the initiative. <laughs> Riley tries to jailbreak Oz. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't go very well because no. Forrest is a cock block. Back to the initiative where Naked Oz is in his cell. Riley attempts to bust him out. It's naked, naked, naked time. At least Riley has the sense to bring him fucking clothes. He did, yeah. I can't believe they threw him in there naked. Right? Jesus. It's so rude. It kind of was. And apparently cold. Yeah, it would be. But and it looked like Seth Green was actually naked in that shot. Oh, he was definitely naked. Yeah, well, he was either actually naked or they gave him the skimpiest skin-colored Speedos on the planet. Apparently, there is this, I want to say bathing suit. I don't have a better word for it, but it's a covering for genitalia that kind of like is a scoop-like shape that goes <laughs> under the bottom and covers both the front and back without a line over the hip. Apparently, this is a thing. And apparently, they use this in circumstances like this where they want someone naked, but not actually. Yeah. Seems like it'd be easier to just fucking be naked. Right? Like, oh my god, just deal with it. Just have some fucking clothes right off camera. There yeah, it's a five second shot, guys. Can we just have nobody look except the camera guy and the director for a minute? That'd be great. Although, honestly, if I looked really good and I was an actor, I'd be like, hey, look, I'm naked. Yeah. Penis! <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. How much are you getting paid? Enough. Deal with it. Yeah. So Riley gets caught and gets a, a good solid dress down from his commanding officer and he's being court-martialed. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's not okay. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm, what are you, a fucking anarchist? Right. Whoa, you could see like, the nails spitting out of his mouth when okay, he said it. Okay, I get it. Riley's doing a bad thing here, but like, you can be insubordinate without being a fucking anarchist. Like, you can be against the situation without being a fucking anarchist. What is it with everyone and thinking, well, it's 
you're either this or you're that. And it's like, if you're not with us, you're 100% as far from us as possible. You're either black and white or you're not black and white. (laughs) (laughs) We don't like not black and white because it makes us confused. (laughs) I I really kind of wish we had a scene where the general looked at Rylan and goes, you confuse me. Cut me a switch, boy. <laughs> oh, oh, oof. we're about to act oof. out some strange childhood traumas of mine. So they tell Riley his only way out is to help them take down the Scooby Gang. It's the only thing that'll save his career. Only thing. And well, fuck. So we cut to the woods at nighttime, where Spike and Buffy and Xander and Willow <laughs> are all about to storm the castle. Buffy says. I've mentioned how much I'm going to kill you if this is a scam, right? Look, would I wear this if I wasn't on the up and up? And Willow replies with, you do look sort of like an evil olive. Well, (laughs) nobody puts it quite as succinctly as Willow. No. Yeah, because he's wearing the the fucking army sweater, which I actually really like those sweaters. It's it's not really olive colored. It's more just hunter green. Yeah, it's hunter green. So as they approach the initiative's butthole... (laughs) Um, It happens to be the same butthole that Adam exited out when we watched him exit out of the initiative. Yeah, the point being, it's an exit only, but, you know, not for this kinky band of misfit anarchists. (laughs) They they like to go against the grain and... They have an ace up their sleeve. That ace is lube, known as Adam at a computer. (laughs) (laughs) Because... So Spike walks up to the door, and as he grabs the door, Adam, obviously, who has a fucking wire plugged into his goddamn head. Yeah, we get to see what's under that weird panel on his face. And he is hacking into the fucking computers and opens the door for for Spike. The mud flap, if you will. And Spike takes this opportunity to give one good fuck you to Giles for not locking his door. (laughs) And he slides right in there like a sneaky, sneaky, well-lubed-up snake. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, don't forget to lube your snakes tonight. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Meanwhile. Uh, that one's, that feels bad. Wow. <laughs> so Giles Cut. and Anya are successfully taking down the power grid. So when there is merchandise on a show, does the place that has the merchandise pay to put it on the show or does the show pay to put the merchandise on the show? That is a precedent that was set in the movie E.T. because they wanted to use M&M's and M&M's said, fuck you, you have to pay us if you want to use our product in your show. And product placement as we know it was born where Reese's Pieces said, uh, excuse me, we will pay you to use our product in your movie. And they made fuck tons of money off of it. And Eminem said, well, shit. <laughs> well, we done fucked up. Uh, they sure fucking did. So Apple pay- apparently then paid money to put the fucking computer in this shot. That is correct. And I have to say, the Apple is upside down. Huh. Did you notice that? No. I couldn't not notice that. Weird. I'm curious if the design for MacBooks actually had the Apple upside down at any point in time. Because it was it fucking struck me as very odd that the Apple was upside down. I'd have to see it again because I have no idea what you mean. Oh, the, you just mean the yeah, logo. Yeah, the, lo- the little light up Apple on the back of the fucking laptop. Okay. It was upside down. Huh. I don't know what to tell you. I didn't notice that. Yes, it's time to listen. 
guys are always stalwarts and true. The bad guys are easily distinguished by their pointy horns or black hats. We always defeat them and save the day. No one ever dies and... They hack the fucking computer system, and apparently Giles knows something about this? <laughs> well, no, Willow left the instructions, but Anya's the one actually doing it. So they have the best awkward high five ever. <laughs> Anya says, slap my hand now. Uh, beg your pardon? In celebration. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> they, they smack hands. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that buddy cop movie. Right? <laughs> Charles and Anya, buddy cops. Oh, God. So back to it the... would be so awkward. <laughs> back inside the initiative, Buffy flanks the colonel in bed, who immediately gives them more information than they asked for. He thought they were there for Riley, but no, they're there for Oz. But now they're there for both Riley and yeah. Oz. He screwed himself. He really did. This is why they train him to give only rank and name right and also only answer the question asked jackass exactly so xander <laughs> i liked xander's line he's like well i guess we're two for one <laughs> and then so we're back out in the hallway buffy's sauntering by this doorway with a guard and she drops her stake while she's walking past and the guard it's like, hey, you dropped this, and she kicks him in the face. Right in the face. Ow, that sounds painful. And she gets into the brig. Riley's confused. And he has a moment where he's like, if I leave now, I can't ever come back. Well, I just wanted to hear that out loud. And then he fucks off. Yeah. It was never really an option not to escape. Right. But it definitely, you know... It's a huge, massive, sudden change in his way of life. Yeah. So they exit out the elevator. They have the well. First, they have this big standoff in the hallway. But Buffy threatens to kill the general, and it's like she says, "Stay back, or I'll put a William Burroughs on your leader here." And Xander's like, "Wait, you'll bore him to death with free prose?" Buffy responds, "Was I the only one awake in English that day?" I'll kill him. And I'm like, yes, Buffy, you were the only one awake in English that day. Nobody knows what that means. Moving along. So they let Oz out of his cell, who at the sight of Willow just can't even hold his shit together. Despite all his rage, he's no longer an Oz in a cage. Now he's an Oz who's turning into a werewolf. Yeah. And that's not a good thing to turn into when you're still in the initiative. No, this is, this is bad time. Bad time there, Oz. Bad time. Yeah. I mean, I still can't believe that out of all those people that, you know, had them surrounded, that they couldn't get a clear shot on right. one of them. And they were just like, oh, we'll let them all escape with the colonel. Okay. First off, my biggest problem is that they know who Buffy is. They know what Buffy is. Since when would they even remotely suspect her of killing a person? Um, wait, they thought she killed someone? No, they know she's the Slayer. Oh, they, well, they don't think with morals. I suppose They're military folk. I suppose that makes sense, yeah. They have this awkward elevator <laughs> ride from hell, and the only thing that was missing was elevator music. Right! That would have made it so perfect. It would have been amazing. So, it would have been so good. And everyone leaves except for Buffy, the Colonel, and Riley. And Riley flips open the elevator control panel and just... Rips out the cords with the greatest of ease. Yeah. 
though that is either very poorly designed wiring or very well designed wiring if there were some sort of tactical reasoning behind needing to be able to disable the elevator very quickly possibly both why not both why not riley's in exiting line here the colonel says you're a dead man finn and he says no sir i'm an anarchist yeah punch Woo-hoo! floors him which it's like riley you're not an anarchist Eh. Just because you're breaking some rules doesn't make you an anarchist. Yeah, you're just coming over to fight the good fight. There's definitely a big difference. So we we cut to the new home of Riley Finn. Which is some creepy abandoned attic or whatever. It's specifically because when the camera shifts and you're looking at just Riley and not the angle that shows Buffy too, you see lockers over his shoulder. He's at Sunnydale High. Oh, neat. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Which, kind of a shitty place to fucking camp. That is a very shitty place to (laughs) camp. Holy shit. I would, like, hole up in a fucking cheap motel room or something. Seriously. Like, just pay cash, man. Yeah. It'll be fine. I promise. I'm sure you could figure something out. Yeah. Ugh. Like, that place has got to be just teeming with, like, bugs. Dude, there would be so much random shit like crawling around in there just because of all the fucking mayor meat. Uh Uh-huh. Also, it's still on top of the hell mouth. Yeah. BT dubs. Pick a better fucking campground. Goddamn. Bad choice. Angel's Mansion. Right. Fucking still empty, I'm sure. For fuck's sake. Although that would probably be a little bit weird for Buffy. But it's still a free mansion. (laughs) Right. No, so Riley admits to being wrong about Oz, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then Buffy finally fucking opens up about Angel. Like, we don't actually get to see her talking about Angel at all, but she leads into it. Yep, over to Oz's van. Oz beats himself up a bit for coming back, but Willow confirms she does still love him, and they agree that it's a sad, fucked up cosmic irony that Willow is the only thing that brings out the wolf in Oz anymore, which doesn't really sound like you know Buffy and Angel's problem at all does it right yeah we've never seen this before running theme yeah, not bit. one bit the big thing is is Willow's happy and Oz is gets a little bit of joy out of Willow being happy he does and that's important it is like he fucking obviously still loves her of course but he can't be around her Willow gets a proper goodbye this time. Yeah. Even though he's leaving just as quickly as he showed up. And he calls back to his first line of this episode. She says, when are you leaving? And he's like, pretty much now. Which is exactly what he said when they asked him when he got there. Yep. Pretty much now. Because he's Oz and he's cool like that. Yeah. I'll never be that cool. Especially because I'm a 35-year-old man. Almost 36. (laughs) Right. But they, uh, <sighs> I missed my window, Josh. I'm sorry. We all did. It's okay. Yeah. You didn't miss your window. I just don't think it was ever in the cards for either of us. <sighs> yeah, probably. I was super <laughs> dorky Yeah. in high school. Oh, my God. My heart breaks for Willow as she immediately starts crying when he says that he's going to leave basically yeah. right now. They hug, cut over to Tara's dorm room. Oh my god, man. Willow, Willow arrives with an extra flamey candle. No olives. Oh, uh, I might be tearing up just a little bit. Don't mind me. All right. It I gets, can... Uh, it gets to me, man. I can... Yeah, I, 
I was a little worried about myself as well, but I think I might be too drunk for all that. Uh, so I can handle as much of this as you need. I get weepy when I'm drunk sometimes. So Willa needs to be with the person she loves. Good thing it's Tara because that's where she is. <laughs> right. And she is going to make that shit up to her because she points out that she put Tara through a lot of shit this past couple of days. And uh, she's going to make up for that right the motherfucking fuck now. Yeah. And uh, I'm sorry, but if they they didn't get down and busy after the credits roll. So Tara blows out the candle. And now everybody, I want you to close your eyes. (laughs) Oh, God. And I want you to rub two chopsticks together. And I want you to think what? about Willow and Tara. No forks, no spoons, not even none of those creepy ass butter knives. Just gently, subtly enjoying the symbiosis of a traditionally Asian food utensil, doing the job that it was meant to do and doing it well. Your analogy confuses me. Are you not familiar with the with the chopstick analogy to lesbian sex? I believe I am not. Because <laughs> everybody's always like, but who's the man and who's the woman is akin to... Who's the fork and who's the spoon? Yeah. There's this cartoon out there that's a fork and a spoon couple asking a chopstick couple, but who's the fork and who's oh, the spoon? Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember seeing that cartoon now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that took me a bit. I might be drunk. Also, I don't know what. Do they like scissor or something? Sorry, that's a South Park reference. Look at all these tampons! Uh, Gur arg. Gur arg. Yeah. Gur fucking arg. Gur fucking arg. <laughs> Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. strength. Give, give, give me more! Nights, I shall walk in the arg. You've got something in your eye. How'd you feel about this episode, Josh? I think this was a fantastic episode. It gave us our Ozzy Oz back for a minute to get a proper farewell. I think Willow got some much needed closure. So did Oz. Got some serious progression with the with the big bads. And to a point where it doesn't even rule out Spike still being a possibility as part of the big bad team, which is fun. Because I don't want him to get too good too quick because right. that would be obnoxious. I agree. Yeah, not a very good episode for Xander and Anya, but they were there and they didn't not contribute. The The focus was definitely on Willow and definitely her relationship with Oz and Tara. And I think if they had brought anyone else any more than they did into the episode, it would have fucking ruined it. I agree. I think it was masterfully executed exactly the way it was. They progressed all of the character relationships exactly the amount they needed to be for the time. I like any episode that makes me tear the fuck up. And that's what this episode did. Well, you're a weirdo. Okay. Cool. Uh, I am too. It's fine. What's your quote of the day? Ah, oh, shit kebabs. Um, my quote of the day is, is very simple here. Spike says... You were a Boy Scout. Adam says, <laughs> parts of me. But um, I, um, I almost picked that. It was a really good, just lame <laughs> joke, and I loved it. Da, 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 play him off, Sam. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, I'm going for a little bit deeper than that, and I'm going to say Willow's line to Buffy saying, 
I'm all with the woohoo and you're not. And Willow says, no, there's woo and who, but there's uh-oh and why now? And it's complicated. Because it was definitely very complicated. Not just because it being a good line. Again, this is one of those times where delivery is fucking everything. And Allison Hannigan just really just sends home pure confused anguish. It's so good. It's so good. I got to give an honorable mention to the transcription. The clue by four <laughs> hits Buffy. Right. That's re- That's the real quote of the day. <laughs> that is such a good phrase. <laughs> I don't know who wrote those transcriptions, but that person is funny. This website I'm using is so old. It's like an archive of a website. Oh, God. I don't think anybody knows who made this website anymore. But yeah. So this has been another episode of Beer with Buffy. As always, you can find us on Facebook. Hey, join our Facebook group where fans get to talk to us and post random memes and stupid fun stuff. Uh, Find us on Twitter where you can interact with us, mostly Josh. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if we're being honest. I'm the one you want to interact with anyway. You know it. You know... I really have no argument against that. (laughs) As always, you can contact us via email, beerwithbuffy at gmail.com. You can send us a voicemail or even send us a text at 269-743-0783. Thank you. I will never remember that number. If you'd like to support us financially, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.beerwithbuffy.com. If you'd like to wear something of ours around the, you know, real world, not as cool as the fucking color change mug that we got today, uh, you can get all of that at store.beerwithbuffy.com. And as always, very important, review us on iTunes. It's the number one way to help us grow our channel. It's the number one way to help us grow our show. This has been Beer with Buffy. I'm Rex. I'm Josh. Have a good night. Schwing! (laughs) (laughs) Schwing! done why are we watching this